Hello everybody and welcome to episode number one of For Fit's Sake, the podcast brought to you by FFS Gyms. I'm Rory McInerney. I'm Kieran Reddick. Alright, let's do this. Episode number one of For Fit's Sake. Uh, as you heard in the intro, I'm Rory McInerney. I'm joined by my glamorous co-host, Kieran Rudds Ruddock. How are you doing, Rudds? Hello, folks. Feeling good? Ready to podcast? Looking excited. Okay, so what are we going to be doing with the podcast, Rudds? What are we here to talk about? We're here to give a little bit of background on ourselves, uh, tell the people why we're doing this, and uh, share one of the key concepts that we've been talking about a lot. Uh, progress not perfection and we are living proof of that uh, we've sort of been putting doing this off for a long time because we didn't think we'd be ready we didn't have the perfect setup but we've just dove in got stuck in this week and here we are some sweet sounding microphones got a nice little studio for ourselves it's, it's a studio now it's not the office anymore am i right in saying that Rudds? yeah they're, they're no longer gyms they're just waiting areas for the studio for the podcast yeah this yeah, yeah that's it i gotta tell all our members i don't think they'll be too impressed but look it is what it is the gym's going a different direction now we're in media yeah yeah showbiz very good so the main thing that we're going to be doing with the podcast is discussing a range of topics from fitness and nutrition to business and lifestyle we want to provide information and insights that that we have from our experience and that we can help people think feel and move better in in their daily life um, the big motto of what we try to do at the gym here, our mission is to to help people become the strongest version of themselves. We're obviously limited by how many people we can interact with face-to-face in the gym. So that's why we're doing this podcast, to try to reach a wider audience, both in Dublin and Ireland and hopefully outside of the country at some point, once we obviously make iTunes explode in the next few weeks, Rods. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, perfect. So... Before we go on, obviously, there's a few people that don't know much about us, Rudds. Do you want to give people a little bit of backstory on yourself? Yeah, um, I've been living back and forth between Wales my whole life. That's why I've got an accent that's neither Welsh nor Irish. Wirish. Wirish. And um, I studied sports science in college, did a year in uh, Wales, in Swansea University. And then I came over and started studying in UCD is where I met a scholar named Rory McInerney, and I did health and performance science, and then started to take a keen interest in training and um, sports science, and then from there I went and did a personal training qualification, and then a master's in sports science at a Worcester University online, Um, and always enjoyed sport, health and fitness my whole life, so the chance to help other people enjoy that and improve their quality of life for their health and their fitness and nutrition something i'm really really passionate about and something i've been pursuing and there was a half decent rugby career thrown in there at some point as well wasn't there not yeah. that you'd be one to brag about it i'm still battling on that half decent front so <laughs> uh <laughs> we'll wait and see when the legs run out on me uh, no time soon and uh just for myself i'm obviously from kilkenny originally which is why i have this lovely accent that i can't shake uh I studied health and performance science in UCD, which is where I met Rudds, did our thesis together and became very good friends over that period of time. Um, After I finished college, I took a couple of jobs abroad. I was a strength and conditioning coach in Trinidad, working for the Trinidad Rugby Football Union. That was kind of my first professional, if we could call it that, gig in in sports science where I'm working with teams. Um, It was also very nice to live the Caribbean lifestyle for a little while but um, since, I, since I came home working with uh, rugby squads, underage squads and just sort of decided that uh, I didn't really want to work with sports teams as much anymore. I, I felt it was more rewarding to work with people in the general population who wouldn't be used to being in that sports setup where you know they don't have access to coaches as much and people that we felt would get more benefit from, from our expertise and trying to help them so that's when myself and Rhodes met up for a burrito, Tolteca. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Tolteca. <laughs> plug. Free, free plug. Free plug. Um, yeah. So we met. We had a burrito. I was just kind of running rods through my ideas and how I wanted to open up a gym. We we got a space ready on on Leeson Street, and uh, I just we'd never sp- spoken about it before in college. The thoughts of kind of opening a gym or going into business or anything like that, really, had we? I think it was kind of quite far away from our minds. Um, the reality of opening our own gym or even just coaching I think when you're in college you're so focused on 
trying to learn as much as you can. You're trying to figure out, well, I was trying to figure out what I really enjoyed and what was my passion. I knew it was going to be in the health and fitness industry, but you're studying nutrition, you're studying physiology, all these types of things. And you're trying to really figure out where your passion lies. And as you said, your expertise lies that you could best translate it. So for me, it wasn't something I thought about until we sat down and talked about it. Yeah. And even then it was sort of, we were just kind of throw. I was just throwing ideas at you saying, look, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? And the way you spoke was you were so passionate about things that I was passionate about that we just, we'd never talked about before about the impact that we could have on people's lives that don't have access to that kind of sports science or, you know, just a coaching setup where they've got structured coaching laid out for them. They've got coaches who are sharing an interest in their, their life, both inside of the gym and outside of the gym. And we just thought there was a real opportunity to, to go into business together and work with, with, you know, one of your best friends and really try and make an impact and to hopefully help help people and hopefully change people's lives. Um, which is kind of something that people always ask me about when I'm telling them that story is like, are you crazy going into business with one of your best mates? And uh, I don't know why well, I know you feel the same as me, but I, I couldn't imagine really going into business with anybody that I didn't know personally before we, we entered in, into business together because you know the person inside out like we were living in each other's pockets doing our thesis over kind of a whole year we'd uh i put on a lot of weight from hanging around with you trying to trying to eat what you eat but probably not train quite as much as you were training and um, but you know like we knew each other inside out we had huge respect for each other based on our friendship and that that's only really amplified when you you had you had money and you know the, the risk of opening your own business i think it brought us closer together but definitely increased the amount of respect that we had for each other 100 percent in terms of the the element of trust straight away in any relationship we've got to build that element of trust and it does take time so from spending so much time with each other knowing each other knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses what makes each other tick you straight away have that element of trust going into the partnership and then you have that element of respect but then as you said like all the things we've done together over the last coming up to five five years together that only builds that trust and that element of respect even more because we've been through so much together and achieved so much together that um that's only kind of become stronger as we come along and the really positive thing is we're still best of friends so you hear kind of horror stories of people uh, when when it does become a profession that's they have their differences and drift apart but it's kind of it's only made us closer we have probably more crack now when we actually do have crack than before we're a little bit more busy than we were in college thinking we were busy doing a few lectures a day and a lot of referencing but um yeah no yeah but that's that's one of the things is like probably good to mention people as well like a big part of why we're doing the podcast as well is we don't really get to just sit down and kind of shoot the shit anymore because we're we're too busy uh, and we're kind of like someone said we're kind of like ships in the night we're either in in different gyms kind of run taking care of our own things or you're working on program and i'm looking after the staff it's uh it's hard to get together so this is a really good good for us just to sit down and catch up and have a bit of fun as well it's like superman and clark kent in the same room together <laughs> <laughs> like we said about progress not perfection we, that was unscripted people so just dropping knowledge bombs and jokes everywhere but uh, like that's it and kind of with the podcast well we're not going to take ourselves too seriously um, I don't think we really know how to do that for anyone that knows us very well um, you know we're not going to sit here and preach and pretend to be experts in absolutely everything to do with fitness nutrition lifestyle psychology we're, we're fairly adept in the subject having you know uh, five years plus experience of working with our demographic and obviously our academic backgrounds on top of that but you know we aren't experts in everything um, but luckily for you guys listening we're going to have some awesome awesome guests on over the next couple of weeks who are experts they're industry leaders in the field um, people that are really going to give us some awesome content content that we can hopefully share with everybody because that's another thing with this podcast is we meet these people all the time we get to sit down we get to go to workshops with them we go to conferences where we get to hear all these people speak but we never really get to share that with anyone else so what a great opportunity to bring these people in sit them down on the podcast um and hopefully share with a wider audience than just sitting and talking to me and Rudds. it's going to be going to be really exciting i can't wait to get some of those guys on Rudds. absolutely and one of the kind of big things for myself is over the last five years is just trying to continue learning all the time because that's the only way to get better 
and I read a lot um, and listen to podcasts and go to seminars. And one of the things I love to do, I, lo- I love Tim Ferriss' work, is trying to pull those key principles out of hearing someone at the top of their field. And then you can often apply a lot of that those things back to other areas. So you might listen to someone who's a top golfer, but then you could apply maybe four or five things that they talked about, key principles, and then you could put that into how you study, how you eat, um, how you manage your diary, all these types of things. Um, you can get four or five key principles that all of us can learn from, for, from someone because success does leave clues. People who have achieved great things often tend to do a lot of the same things. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's, and I can't wait to speak to some of the guys that we're going to have on who are going to talk to us about. And hopefully, the good thing is we can learn from them as well and pick their brains and take t- take a lot of information as well as have some fun while we're at it. Um, but what we're kind of touching on today, obviously, is just getting started and and kicking it off. So, like we, like how long are we talking about doing this for? I'd say eighteen months. Yeah, at least like properly considering for eighteen months. And we had a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and we just said, look, we need to get this off the ground. We're both really passionate about it. We want to do it. So. Within the space of you know a week, we've well, I've spent probably over twenty hours absolutely wrecking my head trying to get the the equipment up and running and everything. But just by making that decision to start and get stuck in, that's twenty hours down the road that I am. I've learned things that I didn't know, and we're just getting stuck in. And it comes into I know what you're coaching a lot, Rods, with all the, the clients who you're working with on the nutrition side. I think at the minute is progress, not perfection. Absolutely, it's something I've really learned over the last year doing online coaching through nutrition and before that but especially now and that's where the the phrase come from is that progress not progress not perfection so you see it all the time you talked about there's no perfect time to start there's no perfect time to start this business there's no perfect time to start training and there's no perfect time to start a diet you hear so many people they say i'm going to start on monday well, why do you start on Monday and then you have one or two slip ups because it's not perfect you beat yourself up over it and then you're going to start again on Monday and it's that vicious cycle where you never feel like you're getting anywhere you start to doubt and not believe that you can make those changes whereas a much healthier and more effective view is looking at as progress so just getting a tiny bit better and just getting started even if you don't see massive progress at the at the start that will lead to success if you keep showing up and keep moving forward and um, and then the perfection piece is it's so easy with social media now to look around at other people and go compare yourself to other people or compare results to other people and go oh well this isn't perfect this isn't as good as them so i'm obviously not doing it right or i can't do it and then you stop Whereas you're only getting a snapshot of other people's lives. So the big thing is not looking to be perfect, just looking to be better. And then that way you can celebrate all the small little wins. So, so for instance, on the nutrition side of things, a big eye opener for the group. We're working a transformation contest at the moment, 12 weeks, where we're sending out three lessons a week, trying to give people, obviously, the education with regards to nutrition but as well, the education with regards to mindset, the mindset of change and behavior change. And one of the key concepts that I talk about in that is self-compassion. So if you make a mistake, instead of beating yourself up and talking to yourself in a negative way or telling yourself you can't do it, it's going, right, I slipped up there. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to name it. Why did that happen? Okay, I'm going to move on. How's my next action going to be positive? And then if you look back in a week's time, you probably had more better meals than you had the week before you might have lost a pound you might not have but you've definitely moved forward and you just keep doing that over and over again and you see it with a lot of the people now who are doing the contest who before maybe had tried a lot of things and never worked for them whereas now there's a lot of people in the gym who are nine weeks down and people are losing seven nine kilos and the transformations have been absolutely incredible and one of the biggest bits of feedback that's coming back to me is Oh, Rods, I can't believe uh, how effective this is. It doesn't really feel like a diet or it doesn't really feel like it's just so much easier than I thought it would be. And it's totally changed the way I think about things because I'm no longer beating myself up anymore. I can have one or two pints with my friends, but I just stop there. I go home and eat healthy. Whereas before they might have beaten themselves up over that. Now they're just like, 
it's not perfect, but it's way better than I used to be. And now the results are really starting to show. So that concept of progress, not perfection. And with our podcast, as you mentioned, not it's not going to be perfect, but at least we're starting it and um, getting off, getting ourselves off the ground and learning as we go. Yeah, for sure. Like you can see that with so many people doing the transformation challenge. I won't name drop anyone because we haven't named the winner yet. So I don't want to be seen to be... Uh, Take, I've got getting a lot of Instagram messages about when I put up a picture of somebody saying this guy's doing really well on the challenge. I'm getting like people text me saying, "Am I taking bribes?" Like <laughs> my Instagram feed is just people giving out that I'm I'm patting people on the back. I'm trying. I want I want the winner to win this on their own. There's going to be no bribing. But uh, if you do want to send me a cut of your cash, thirty four Lower Leeson Street. <laughs> but uh, no, it's awesome. And like the big thing about that is I am. Um, like there's a lot, we're obviously very close to an awful lot of people in the gym. We, we'd see them, you know, socially or we just kind of, they work close by and we might have a coffee with them or whatever. But I'm seeing people who I've gone over the last couple of weeks to have a coffee with who, like the, I'm talking the smallest change now, like a flat white versus an Americano. And like the, that sounds tiny, right? But it's the fact that when the guy is having a coffee next to me, he's not even like, he's not doing it because I'm there. Whereas that often happens yeah. when we meet people and we go out for them and we're like, oh God, I better not have a scone because Rory's with me or Rudd's is there. This isn't going to look good. But it's just like, yeah, Americano, what do you want? And it, it just, that's what he does now because it's just his mindset and he knows, right, like if they, they all add up, I have 10, 15 flat whites a week or whatever it is, all those things add up. So it's just those small details to get better are amazing to see in people. And I think it does come down to that you know, it's all about that mindset of trying to get better, those small wins that you're talking about all the time. And like that, that ties in perfectly to obviously the podcast, but as well to the, the gym. Like, I know we touched on when we opened the gym, but it's been a very interesting road to get to five years open in February, which is going to be awesome. I can't, can't wait for that. Um, But like how we got to this point was very far. There's not one part of what we've ever done has been perfect. Nothing. It's just all been progress and we're still progressing. We're still not perfect. We're still so far away from that, that perfect that doesn't exist. But we're trying to progress and improve our systems within the gym. We're trying to improve everything from our marketing to our client service and be, being client-centered. Like That's the biggest thing that we're trying to do is always improve the client experience at the gym and make make them love every time that they come in through the door. Um, and like look, going right back to the start, uh, like the gym, the hands-on work that we did, we thought, right, we'll save money. We'll come in, we'll rip the gym up ourselves, we'll do all the, the demolition work because we know how to swing a sledgehammer and you know, surely we're the best men for the job. Um, but because we were in hands-on and invested with it, even though we made an absolute mess of it, it was easier to get out of bed the next day and go, okay, look, we didn't do that. We, we actually made a mess of that, but at least a part of it's done. Like, you know, it, it, it took us 10 hours longer than it should have, but it's done now. We can move on to the next job and we're moving forward. I think you talk about painting the place. That's probably one of the, the, the funniest ones I've heard. Yeah, so we took my car up to Carrick Mines Industrial Estate. The A class was it? Was the A class? The A class when the A class was a glorious. A lot of dints in that puppy. No, it was a glorious car at that time, but uh, it's all better days in the end of its career. But we took that up to Carrick Mines, which is about fifteen twenty minutes drive away from the gym. It was uh, freezing cold. We arrived in the car park and we were very naive, full of passion to get this gym off the ground and we went in, we got the colour paint we wanted, a few big buckets of it, we got a few rollers, um, an extender to be able to get the roof, paint trays and we brought it up to the, the till. The painting kit for morons. Yeah, and we brought it up to the till, paid for it, got it in the car, straight back to the gym around midday and we're like, right. This will take us maybe two hours, then we'll get some food and a coffee, and we'll come back and we'll get on to the next job. So we started, put on some music, I think it was Kings of Leon, and just started painting, and an hour went by, and we barely covered three metres of the gym. Uh, okay, now we're just getting the hang of this, we'll get better. The equipment's done, the rollers are bad, they're, they've yeah. got to warm up, once the rollers warm up it'll lash on there. It'll fly on there, and then two hours go by. I think we've probably done less than the second hour. And then it's beginning to get dark. And then we haven't cold, eaten. Cold, Rudz. It was so, so cold so in cold. there. And, and we haven't eaten in like seven or eight hours. But we're like, we got to finish getting one layer of paint on. So I think it was around 10 o'clock at night when we finally finished putting the first layer down. So we're like, right. Thank God for that. We'll let it dry overnight and we'll come in and we'll just put another layer on and then that's the painting done and we can get on to those other jobs. So we left and then we came back 
the next morning around six or seven in the morning with Roy's uncle who is an expert in the matter and he was going to come in and with his little brush just touch up the sides because obviously we're not we're know, not delicate enough for the skirting no. boards and all that kind of stuff we were the muscle so <laughs> we said he'd come in and we walked through the door and we're kind of telling him look we just got one more paint you you help us put one more coat on and then we'll leave you to that stuff and we came in and we were like whoa it actually looks like we've done nothing. If anything, just put, like, the walls are a little bit wet. <laughs> it just looked like the plaster was, like, a tiny bit darker. It didn't even, like, it was nowhere near the colour on the bucket that the paint said it would be. And that was a harsh realisation. And then he, it wasn't wasn't helped by being laughed at by your uncle. And he's like, lads, what are you doing? And then, uh, but at the same time, as you said, even though that was far from perfect, it was still a start. It was a tiny bit more of the colour that it should have been. And I always remember when we had the gym open at the start, I'd always remember looking at the walls and going, I painted that, we painted that. And if someone would ask us about the gym, or oh, the gym looks cool, or oh, we actually, we painted it, we did that. Um, and the fact that we put in that work, and we've got it all over the gym, the home of hard work, and hard work pays off that kind of really fed into that mindset and got us to do extra bits and extra work at the things that we needed to get the gym off the ground because we were emotionally invested in the gym because we painted the gym. Yeah, and obviously we had a lot of help from just surely people come listening this week. You know who you oh. are. We were too many to name, but like the help and support that we got from people to get this place off the ground and continued support that we still get today is it's it's actually it's mind blown even when when I threw up a message on Instagram about getting this this podcast up and running like mind blown by the amount of text and, and messages that people are sending us look if you need help with anything you know just let me know I can't wait to hear the first episode like and given just so much support it's been, it's been amazing thanks to everybody you all know who you are but thanks to everyone for all your continued support still I think something really important with that as well is tying into that progress not perfection mindset and getting started so for us we said what we were going to do open the gym and then we just got started and then like you said then you're getting texts from your friends saying how's it going oh it's actually not going great we're struggling with this painting and then the next day six of our friends turn up and help us paint after work and these guys are busy and they're giving up their time so I think that's really important with training or nutrition is just getting started so it's like I want to lose weight or I want to get fitter if you just say that and start People love to help and see you succeed and everyone wants to see everyone get better. So if you say, oh, I'm just going to get fit and you get started and you go out for a run, chances are one of your friends will come out for a run with you the next time. Or if you say, I'm trying to eat healthy, I'm eating better, then if you go out for dinner with your family, chances are they'll probably go, well, actually, Kieran, you said you wanted to eat better. We're not going to go to this place. There's actually this really cool place we're going to go and I know that they do... um, some more uh, healthy options for you it, it's amazing what happens when you try and do something positive and you put the goal out there for other people how people want to see you succeed and just by saying you're going to do something the amount of support that will come in for everybody and just getting started loads of people will come and help you so I think that's something you can take away from the podcast today is if you're thinking about doing anything just get started say you're gonna do it and then you'll be surprised at how many people around you will offer to help or will um support you yeah no for like 100 percent, and that's kind of for us anyway with our passion of like why we do what we do why we open the gym like why we're still so invested in is like we 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 do love helping people and that's for me i know you've got kind of we've got slightly different motivating factors in terms of why we do what we do every day at work but for me the biggest thing is um I've learned since we opened the gym that like you and I and, and all the guys that work with us and everybody really is capable of so much more than they actually think. And it's like you're talking about with the gym. We came in, we tried to paint the place at first. Like now we have two gyms. Uh, you know, we've we've got like a group of clients who, you know, re- who we really, really love working with, who are good brand ambassadors that they, they love coming and training with us. But like what I love kind of passing on to people in terms of how I motivate people is, 
they're capable of so much more than they actually think you see it more on the nutrition side and a lot of what you're doing with the online stuff right now but in the physical time that i have people in the gym like getting that last burpee in 30 seconds like i know looking at a guy in the eyes that he can get 15 burpees in 30 seconds and he's kind of shaking his head going i can't i can't and i'm telling him and i'm telling him from the bottom of my heart i know you can and when he's on his 14th burpee and he's just about to stop he's got half a second left and he gets down and he gets it like that's what gives me like the really really big drive and that's something it's it sounds so small but if i can get maybe four or five of those in each class or each day i'm at work they're those small wins that you're talking about and i know look i've actually helped somebody not only get a bit fitter a bit stronger move a little better eat a little better think a little better but i've got them possibly believing in themselves that little bit more that hang on if that guy backed me to to do what he said and give me a target on the row or on the bike i went and did it if he believes in me like that, you know, I should definitely have that belief in myself that I can do it. And that's something that when people supported us with like with the podcast, they're like, guys, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear you guys talk, you know, like asking us who we're going to get out for interviews when we tell them. They're like, oh, my God, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Like they believe in us, even though we're just two guys, a couple of microphones in the, you know, our makeshift studio. It's it's that support that like if I can give that to anybody, that that's what makes me jump out of bed every morning is looking at the list of people who are in the classes and going, I can't wait to get in and, and get stuck in and help help that guy or help that girl or help those, that group of people, you know. One of my favourite quotes, which kind of mirrors that and sums that up, is truly strong people build, build others up. So the way I see that is if you're someone's looking to do something the easiest thing would be to kind of go oh well you can't do that or whatever it might be but real strength would be you can do that how can i help and doing that and that those are the type of people you want to be around and that's the type of person i want to be is that i'm having a positive impact on everyone in my life and helping them in some regard and helping to build them up whether it be through my actions or whether it be through my words and is there anything like that's kind of leads us on I suppose like well what are, what are you trying to improve on at the minute is there anything specific that you want to work on or that you're trying to improve to be a better coach better better businessman there's a few things I'm trying to work on um, I sat down recently and relayed out my goals so I had goals up until this point and now I've set goals for the next five years time and a roadmap of where I want to be and looked honestly at my strengths and my weaknesses and um, and one of the big things for me is trying to be effective rather than busy. So for the first four and a half years, coming up to five, I've opened in the business. And as well, one of my core values is being hungry, trying to work hard. And I've always prided myself on my work ethic in everything that I do. I want to be known as someone who works hard. Um, but that has often led to me being busy. So how's it going Rudds? are oh, really busy everything's busy going well really but is that really the best metric because i want i want to help as many people as i can so if i'm spending too much time on things that have mediocre impact then i'm not there's a limited amount of time of how many people i can help and how much better i can be as a coach so one of the things that i'm implementing at the moment is every week sitting down and honestly looking at what I've achieved and laying out five key goals for the week. So the five key things that will have the biggest impact will help me become a better coach and help everyone I coach become better. And then at the end of the week, sitting down and honestly looking and going, well, did I achieve those five things? And a lot of the time I haven't achieved those five things. I might have got four or three. But by having that honest reflection and looking at it, it's moving me on. And I'm getting far more done and I'm helping far more people over the last six months through that process and becoming a better coach through that process. So that's kind of one of the, the key things that I'm working on for myself. And another way I'm trying to do that is trying to seek uh, experience and watch people and model myself on people who are further down the road and who are leaders in my field um, and learn from them. I recently went to a workshop with um, Perry Nicholson who's uh, an American who specializes in movement patterns and injury prevention. Um, and I spent two days with him and watching him teach and watching his depth of knowledge, that really brought me up. So that's something I'm trying to do over the next two years is see as many experts and mirrors into this podcast is we're going to be getting those special guests in and trying to pull 
those fundamental things that they're doing and learn and mirror them and then take that back and apply that to my own coaching practice. So they're, they're the two main things I'm trying to do is be more effective and be honest with myself in terms of how effective I am being and how much impact I can have. And the second thing is trying to learn as much as I can from people who have already been there and done it and take that back to my own coaching practice. And like that's one of the things that that directly applies to people's training and nutrition as well. Because how often have we seen guys who they, they might they want to train every hour of the day and they're kind of coming to us and say, look, I'm not getting the results that I want. And we we actually would tell them, look, you probably need to maybe not to take a break but you need to adjust the types of training that you're doing the intensity might be too high for a con you know to sustain over a consistent period of time you're not going to be losing fat because your stress levels are high you're not getting enough sleep your cortisol's increasing your body's going to store fat instead of breaking it down blah 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 but the point is people don't want to t when they're stuck into something and moving forward and working and they're busy they're busy on flat out roads i'm really really busy i think it's a good thing to take a step back evaluate reflect and possibly adapt what they're doing to make it that little bit better you know that just that that small little shift um like that's the key thing that's missing for a whole lot of people and that's why people tend to go from the drastic i gotta do x diet or y diet or i've i've read this training program this is the only training program to do and like i remember when we started and we opened the gym trying to work out our marketing strategies and everything one thing you said which i repeat every week now is there's more than one way to skin a cat and you know it is individualized um but like when people just get stuck into something so much running into the wall you taking that time to sit down at the end of the week and say right did i hit my five my five objectives for the week no i only hit three but you can quite quickly figure out why i didn't hit the other two and it might be i didn't get all that work done on tuesday because i stayed in work too late on monday like that's what happens that's what happens to me all the time is i mightn't be as productive on a thursday or a friday because I should have clocked off earlier on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night and got the extra hour of sleep instead of just, just staying in the office and working away on stuff that I don't really need to be working on. It's not maximizing the bang for buck and, and like you said, helping the people that I need to help right now. That's that's something that definitely people can look bring their training straight away. Absolutely. What, one of the, the things that we've implemented in our strength and conditioning programs over the last uh, six to nine months is... It's just Phil Heath, baby. Phil Heath, baby. Phil Heath, baby. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Phil Heath, the multiple Mr. Olympia winner. If you if you don't know who he is... Um, check him out. Check on check on Google after this episode and get a bit of inspiration. Um, but he, he was there with the, the hosts of the podcast, and they're both very funny. And one of them... Like us. <laughs> like us, with the jokes. Um, <laughs> one of them is a little bit older, slimmer build... And he was asking Phil, like, how do I get like to look like you? And like you talked about the he read training programs and this this one best exercise. He's like, I've read that I need to be doing the incline bench because it's going to hit more of the fibers in my upper chest, uh, and that's really going to make my you know my 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 physique look big in my t shirt. And kind of went on in this really in depth tangent, and then Phil Heath just stopped him and he goes, look training is very simple he's like you don't need to focus on that he's like you can do incline you can do flat you can do this but he's like there's three key things that i focus on when i'm training do you want to know what they are yes that is work hard so hard work is the fundamental to everything you have to start and you have to work hard he goes i work smart so he's constantly reviewing what he's doing and seeing how what results he's getting from what he's doing and honestly reflecting on what he could do better and saying no to the things that don't have a massive impact on his training and saying yes to the things that do. And the last thing is have fun. He's like, so many people forget to enjoy what they do. So we put that in on the programs. It's written on the board. Written on the program for us all the time. So every session we look at that and we write it on the board and we talk about it all the time. When you come into a session with us, we want you to work hard, work smart and have fun. And then take that out to your life outside of the gym. So you want to get up in the morning and you want to work hard. You want to work smart. So you want to have maximum impact in what you're doing in work, with your family, with your personal goals, with your health. And then you also want to have fun because that at the end of the day, you could achieve a lot in life. But if you haven't enjoyed the experience, then that's not that's not really worth it. And the other point to it is, when you work, when you're having fun, 
you're enjoying the process more. So you're more likely to do it again and again and again and again. And you're going to feel more fulfilled. So that's kind of summing up what we're talking about in three key things that you could apply to anything. You want to work hard, you want to work smart, and you want to have fun. And like that's, you're kind of talking about like people looking for obviously like program X or program Y and how they just need to maybe change the small things. Uh, the Tony Robbins analogy, that's perfect really. Absolutely. So I was, again, kind of one of my big passions for myself is reading and then one of my other big passions is coaching performance and health so i tend to do a lot of reading in that field and one guy i've read a lot and listened to a lot of his audiobooks is tony robbins and he gives one analogy where he's talking about a golfer so obviously roy's a very keen golfer who's improved his game a lot so keen keen is the main word (laughs) keen is the main word so he's improved his game phenomenally over the last few years but still a hacker still a hacker (laughs) but what he talks about is having the right strategies so he's talking about someone could be given all the right effort so working really hard but the difference in working smart and he's talks about a golf shot so you're swinging a golf club at 90 mile an hour and then you hit the ball but your club head is one degree off if that is one degree off with that amount of speed the ball will go 30 yards away from the target into the water and then that's a failure in your eyes But then he talks about, well, if you just change the strategy slightly, maybe adjust your grip and you swing at 90 mile an hour again. But this time you hit the club head square, the ball goes straight to the target and goes in. So that's what we often see with the training side of things and the nutrition side of things is people are so close to getting it perfect. But they're just maybe not quite looking at what they're doing and seeing is this the smartest way and they think, oh, I can't do this. Whereas if we just get them to change their strategy, so for myself, working on the nutrition side of things is um, one of the things I've come up with in terms of a key phrase for people to, to think of and bring back all the time is better basics, better results. So I say it to everyone that I'm coaching on the nutrition side of things is just they could be so close to absolutely nailing it, but they're just, for whatever reason, they may be, they're eating all the right type of foods, but and they're trying to lose weight, but they're just eating a little bit too much all the time, so they're eating to 100% full. And then we get them to change, look, can you try eating to 80% full? And they do it for two or three weeks, and then the weight starts coming off, and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's because they were so close to doing it, and you just get that one thing that changes the approach, and then you see it start working, and that's the difference. So if you think of the golf shot analogy, they were so close to hitting that perfect shot, but then I helped them to adjust, adjust their club head one degrees with their grip and then they hit it completely straight and they're, they're getting success. So that's something really important to think about. That's the perfect way to sum up Mike's slice to the right first versus my straight down the middle. So it's good that you kind of summed up Mike's golf game as well there for everyone. That's just as I said, that's good. He used the hurling grip and he all don't, Yeah, exactly. Things. So imagine if yeah. he just copped himself on and fixed that one degree. Good God. Um, perfect. So, Rudds, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of fun next. You do not know that this is coming, but I have asked you to come up with a fitness-themed forfeit. I have done that. I don't know this, just for everyone that's listening, uh, and you don't know what this is for, but tell me what the forfeit is. Well, it's Sunday. I played a Friday night game, so... <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like I could do something. Is that why you're in your gym gear? I am in my gym gear. I've uh, got a pair of jeans on. So anyway, keep going. So I'm feeling pretty good. The shoulders feel okay. So what I was thinking, and obviously got a nice little uh, birthday dinner for Reese. Shout out to Reese. Big uh, Reese, well done yesterday. Well done yesterday. Big birthday dinner. So. Hips like Jagger, getting over line for that try. Yeah, and obviously now, well, all my life I've been the smaller, older brother, so uh, I doubt he's going to be in the gym today, so I was thinking if I get a little bit of a pump in today, I might look (laughs) half as big as he is, so what I was thinking was an upper body themed forfeit. Oh, good God. Right, come on, hit me with it. Hit me with it. What I was thinking was 20 minutes, as many push-ups and chin-ups as you can. Okay, okay, that's okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that we're doing that, Rod, is I have asked all of your colleagues... At the gym, uh, shout out to Team FFS, all the lads and, and ladies, ladies and ladies. Of course, like, give me a chance. I was getting to it. Eva, Fabio, ripped my head off. But um, yeah, I asked them a simple five questions about you. Uh, it's straightforward enough. We've taken the majority answer for each of the questions. You have got to get three out of five 
correct. They've got to match up with their answer. Sort of a Mr. and Mrs. kind of team thing. If you get three or more correct, we're off the hook. They do the forfeit. If you get less than three correct, me and you are getting stuck into the forfeit right after this. Sound good? I'm ready. Okay, you're ready. I'm ready. Good time to mention that if you guys like what you're hearing, make sure you click subscribe on iTunes. If you've got any suggestions, hit up podcast at ffs.e. We've got an official email address. We are official, Rods. Uh, or hit me on Instagram, Rory Mac FFS, or Kieran Ruddock. Kieran Ruddock, straight up, no FFS on Instagram. Don't hit Rods on Twitter. He doesn't like it. It's a distraction. I think you just said a minute ago. Yeah, focus on. Putting out good content on Instagram. Good content on Instagram. All right. Okay. So your food, which is what our first question is about. Ruds, what do you think is your favorite food? What other people say. Mm, No, just what's your favorite food? A steak. Steak. Okay. Well, literally every single one of your colleagues said steak straight up. So ding. Correct. Number one. That's one out of one, which means so far the lads are doing the forfeit. The second question, if you could only do one exercise in the gym, what would it be? Deadlift. Wow. There was mixed opinion on this, but you shade it by one. Some suggestions were incline dumbbell rows, band pull-aparts, work on the upper back. Functional. Yeah, but no, deadlift, deadlift one. So that's two out of two. Rose, this is easy. Like, I'm glad I wore my jeans. We are not doing any fitness today. Um, this one could get interesting. What is Rudz's most embarrassing moment in the gym? This was tight. This this was tight, Rudz. Plus, it reminded me of some outstanding moments that you've had. I might give a bit of talk out loud a little bit, think about it, and I'll go with my answer. The T-Rex broke breaking when I was doing a demo and falling flat and winding myself. That's up there. That was early as well. That was like... Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever seen that. But no, but that was early because like that was in front of a group of new potential clients oh. that were going to join the gym and you played that off like a boss. You literally hit the ground, boom, did a little roll over into a plank and we're like, and your next exercise is a plank. And I was very impressed. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, I don't know if the lads would know about that. I think everyone knows about that, Rudds. Okay. If they don't, they do now. Regular spoons falling out of pocket when doing demos because I'm always prepared to eat. Um, <laughs> Preparation pretty, beats willpower. Preparation does beat willpower. That's pretty embarrassing. Uh, bum, 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 bum. There's also been, I asked somebody else this question who was a member and they said one time a load of chocolate fell out of Rudd's pocket chocolate while he was pepper. doing a demo. <laughs> have I ripped my shorts and anything? Yeah, you have. Um, ripped shorts could be it. <clears throat> gotta put gotta put a bit of squeeze go, on here right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, food falling out of pocket food falling out of pocket is incorrect okay so that got one or two votes Rudd's snapping a TRX rope which is supposed to have a like 300 kg kind of like weight tested on them so obviously you were bulking that week but one of my favourite ones which is the winner is Rudd's breaking the printer and then trying to fix the printer with a screwdriver. Can yeah. we put that video up? I think we should put that I can up. I think I've still got that. Could we Okay, everybody hit Rory Mac FFS on Instagram. I will be posting the video of Rods. There could be some expletives in there. I'll bleep them out. Uh you our new printer as well. Like we were young, you know. Right. Not open long, nice fancy new printer. Rods smashes it like he smashes everything. Wreck it Ralph. And then screwdriver literally destroying every bit of the insides of the printer. So I think that kind of ties back into what we were talking about. As in <laughs> that ties the into stra- nothing, Rudds. The, the hard work, I was working hard to fix it, but with the wrong strategy. You were not working smart. The, Phil no, Heath would no. be disgusted with you. Yeah, and so don't try pawn that off as one of your... No, there's no learning in that, Rudds. That's a learning now. <laughs> okay. I, 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 now I'll work smart. No yeah, screwdrivers. You, no screwdrivers. Okay, a screw job. Okay. Uh, okay, second last question. 2-1 so far, us versus the team. What is your favourite workout music genre? Rock. Rock. Could you be a bit more specific as to the type of rock? Quite heavy. Quite heavy rock. Quite heavy rock. Metal-ish. Metal-ish. Incorrect. Some interesting things came back here. 
dodgy WWE music was one. True. That's a genre that came back twice in uncertain terms. Hardcore rap came in. I do enjoy that. You enjoy that. But uh, yeah, the winner was Old School Rock. So heavy rock, old school rock, there are certainly different genres on Spotify. They'd be different categories. So, okay, two all. This completely unscripted. The suspense is killing me. Please get this right, Rods. If you could be any superhero, who and why? The Hulk, because he's the best. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, your colleagues came back with Superman. I know, I like. I was like, Superman, no way. Why does Superman have chocolate ball out of his shorts? Yeah. Never. But, no. No. If you, if you, if you watch... Plus, the Hulk can jump far enough that he... Is that what you were going to say? That like, he can practically he, fly. He can fly. Like, everyone's like, because he can fly. Uh, so, Carl, Super C, shout out to Hot Soup, Super C, came in with um, Big Ripped and From Another Planet, Swansea, in brackets. So, that, you know, I can see where he's coming from with that, but... Uh, no, the Hulk. I was the Hulk. Craig actually came back with the Beast from uh, from X Men. I thought that was pretty good. It's pretty good, but no, the Hulk's the best. By the way. So the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah. Sorry. So to clarify, we lose. We're getting the pump. You suck, Rudds. I do suck. Okay, right. So we're going to be doing something like this each week. If you've got ideas, shout them to us. Hit us up again on Instagram or podcast at FFS. Um, again, if you do like the podcast, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And we're going to wrap up the episode with um, a couple of insights into what we're doing at the minute, Rudds. We're going to give everybody a book that we're reading, a documentary or movie that we've seen recently that we've enjoyed. It doesn't have to be educational or, or have kind of, you know, it can be just anything. Um, and then some music that we're listening to that we could recommend. So uh, hit me with your book. My book is Start With Why. Great um, book. Yeah. I'm halfway through at the moment and it's really, really good and I think everyone Simon will Simon Sinek. Yeah, I think everyone will benefit from reading it or I'm actually listening to it on Audible at the moment. Yeah, re- really, really good book. Uh, mine is Get Shit Done. It's a penguin book, Startup Vitamins. It's a small little book. Um, again, I'll throw a picture of it on my Instagram but it's uh, just every day it's got a little quote in it or a little kind of phrase. I'm just going to flick around. And one of my favourite ones... Uh, which I banged out on the FFS app uh, last Monday. Perfectionism is often an excuse for procrastination, which is perfect for what we're doing right now. Um, but it's just got some awesome little uh, little quotes and little sort of inspirational things that help people get up off their ass and get some shit done. Uh, Rudd's your documentary or movie? Um, ties back into what we were talking about in terms of people being capable, we're all capable of more than we think we are. Um, it's a documentary called The Barclay Marathons. It's um, an amazing documentary about one of the hardest races in the world um, in, I think it's Tennessee in the United States. Two gentlemen invented it. One of them is a real character. And the race is like more than 120 miles long. Um, the The terrain is so fierce that it's like going up and down Everest twice. You have to do it in under two days in 48 hours. Um, and he makes it even harder by... <laughs> he he buries a book, like nine books on the course. And when you're going around the course, he gives you a number for the start of each of the five laps. And it's... Sorry, uh, f- five laps. Five laps. So it's like five yeah. ma- more than five marathons. Wow. And he gives you a number at the start, so 29, and you have to go around and get all nine of those books and rip page 29 out to prove that you've done the lap the way he specified it. And there's no map. He gives you a map at the start, and you have to figure it out as you go. But anyway, that <laughs> that documentary, I thoroughly recommend it, it because it really does show what people are capable of uh, with the right effort and the right strategies and uh, it's very funny as well because the gentleman who is one of the founders of the race is a real character he starts the race by lighting a cigarette on the start line and that's to run uh, and all the kind of different things you have to you have to bring presents to him if you're entering <laughs> things he wants so like one year it was flannel shirts so there's like 40 people from all over the world to enter they had to pay a small fee they had to bring a license plate from their home state and they had to bring a flannel shirt and they asked him why he's like I need flannel shirts and next year it was trousers or whatever <laughs> so yeah there's a good bit of comedy in it so I'd recommend that as well he sounds like a hero uh, for me then The Resurrection of Jake the Snake it's on Netflix uh, 
obviously who didn't love wrestling growing up but it is amazing inspirational with diamond dallas page she's gone down a razor ramones involved it's it's really really cool it's emotional but uh it's it's awesome definitely definitely worth a watch and run some music that you're hitting up right now uh tomorrowland playlist uh especially tomorrowland official playlist and tomorrowland 2011 2012 2013 are two of my favorites at the moment for have uh, you been to tomorrowland no, I haven't. But we uh, should go. We, should, re- we take the podcast to Tomorrowland. <laughs> I really enjoy the uh, just the the tempo of it for doing cardiovascular and running work. It's kind of really good upbeat stuff. Nice. And for me, some music I'm listening to, and um, absolutely enormous shout out right now. Got to go to uh, Mine Road, the guys who have laid down that unbelievable track for our intro and exit to the podcast. Shout out to Dunnick Aniri, loyal FFS member slash major pain in the lads arses for a long period of time but man they have got some awesome tunes on spotify check them out they've got an ep it's called satellite um and i think that's the cool thing about using that song is it's like Rhodes is talking about that like people helping like yeah you use my music you can use it it's cool and it sort of it gives us that bit more of emotional investment that like this is a guy who he's one of our clients but he's become a really good friend we actually love his music like we listen to it in the gym rocking out to it and like now we get to use it for our own podcast that's i think that's pretty cool thanks again for joining us guys i've been roy McInerney. and i've been kieran Rutter. and this has been for fit's sake if you like what you heard make sure you click subscribe on itunes we'll catch you next time from the home of hard work <laughs>